BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. So fresh and so clean, clean. It's the captain, the ticket, 93.7. 195 tackles, 16 tackles for losses, five interceptions, 17 pass deflections, and probably most feared, one of the most feared safeties to put the pads on. My favorite player at Nebraska, Reggie Cooper. What's up, brother? Man, you sound like Steve Harvey with that introduction, Z. <laughs> that was awesome, brother. Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing well, man. When I started yeah. this, I you know, and, and I said, you know, I really want to just I wanna every, I wanna interview all the guys that made me want to go to Nebraska. Mm. And and yeah. the first person that I can think of was number seventeen. Because when I was young, and we talking, you know, when you when you start getting 13, 14, you start getting some size, and I was pretty good. You know, uh, we would play Kill the Man, and 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 I was telling this story earlier, but I would be I would be Reggie Cooper. <laughs> oh man, that, that's uh, you got me smiling here to hear. Come that. on, man. man. It's, um, it's 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 fun to hear that. I didn't, you don't know when you're playing ball, you don't know what type of impact you're gonna have on on people, you know, and, and any positive impact that you can have is, is, is just refreshing to hear. So I appreciate it. Man, how, how did you end up at Nebraska coming from Slidell, Louisiana? Uh, so <clears throat> I was, I was recruited. My, the main, my main recruiters were LSU, of course, um, Arkansas, uh, Houston, and Nebraska. And I visited uh, LSU several times. I visited Houston, which I actually loved the uh, U of H at that time, in Arkansas. Uh, but the Sugar Bowl, that, that year the, Nebraska played LSU in the Sugar Bowl. And I went um, to watch the game. I was invited to watch the game along with Mickey Joseph, who's good friends with me to this day. And so I didn't know that, that Nebraska had such a connection with the, the Louisiana and the Houston and the Texas area. So... When I visited, when I went to the game, uh, uh, V and Husker Nation, man, I fell in love. Was Neil Smith was there, and Leroy Atien was there, and Roger Thomas, and all these guys from the South that I didn't know because I hadn't I hadn't took my recruiting visit yet, right? Mm. And then I, I did the, 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 the teams, man. I watched how Nebraska warmed up, and I, I saw the size, and I was like, Good God, look at those beasts out there, you know? It's like a, you know, and so. <clears throat> And then I had a, a short conversation with Brian Washington at the time, uh, who was going to be a senior 
um, he was going into his senior year. You know, we talked a little bit. He was like, hey, you know, if you come up there and you put in the work, you may be able to get on the field when I leave. And, you know, then when I visited, it was it was, it was it. You know, once I saw the, the facilities and the atmosphere and how the Husker Nation was loved up there, it's, uh, it, was, it was honestly it was a no-brainer. So I, I hope that explains what sold me. It was just, you know, then, you, of course, Jack Pierce could, you know, he could, he could, he, he could, he could sell anything. The great Jack and, Pierce. Uh, the great Jack Pierce. And so, you know, meeting Coach D and the guys, I fell in love with, with Nebraska once I visited. Yeah, I had Coach D on yesterday, and uh, – I you know I tried to I tried to pigeonhole him a little bit and I, and I know he wasn't going to ask answer the question because he's had too mm-hmm. many but I wanted him to say that and I asked him about who was the best safety who was the best corner he was like uh uh-uh, uh I got too many of them <laughs> and, and you look back he does yeah absolutely man you know it's funny there's an article that was written about me it said the prototype right way back when and and I read the article actually last night before I got on with you. And I was like, man, I guess I was kind of the first big athletic. I wasn't the, quite the first big athletic safety, but I guess who would that have know, been? Who would I, that I have been? Must have been that guy that kind of, kind of reinvented a strong safety position at Nebraska. I guess you know what I mean. Yeah. Because well. after that came, you know, a lot of a lot of big six one, six two, six three inch safeties, you know, in the two hundred, you know, ten to fifteen pound range that could move, you know. Well, that uh, that could hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that could lay that lumber. Is I mean, there anybody – when you look at today's game, and I'm not – I'm not, mm-hmm. I, and I'll be specific with Nebraska. Is there okay. anybody hitting at Nebraska the way you guys did back then? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's taught the same way because of the rules, right? Mm. Because I was always taught even, even through Pop Warner – and through high school, and definitely you, you keep your head up and you, you hit, you see what you hit and you hit what you see, right? Mm-hmm. And my target was between the, what was between the chin and the waist. You know, unless you're going against a fullback who's 250 pounds, let's not be stupid. You got to take his, you got to take his lower body away, right? Right. But you know, you know, you keep your feet moving. Um, you put, you put your face mask in their chest or you, you know, or their shoulders or wherever, and you take them to the ground. Now, anything you hit with your face mask is a penalty. Right. However, however, these guys you you can all you also have you have your shoulders that you could use. There's a lot of different ways that you could take the ball to carry it down. But what I'm seeing V is I'm seeing a lot of a, a lot of people ducking their heads and going low because what you see now is running backs. Their, their first instinct is to jump in the air. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I wish I would have called running back jumping in the air when I was playing. <laughs> That would have been the last time he ever jumped in there trying to get over the top of me right. because I wasn't that low. You know, I was I was broke down, hands out, head up. And then if you get if you get a chance to get a kill shot, you take it. Well, but when you, you know? when you you guys are in, but but if you go back and really study, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I like to look at all the errors. You mm-hmm. talk about sound tackling, not arm sound. tackling. I mean, getting in the middle, getting the head across, and, right. and being a sound. Right. Tackler is tackler. Is that a lost art nowadays? It seems it seems to be, but I, it, I think it seems like that because I don't think it's taught on a on a on a level uh, on on a high school level, right? So by the time the kids get to college, they're not used to they're not used to knowing. Uh, and again, I'm just assuming this because I'm watch, I watch I watch my my safeties most most of all and my defensive players, right? Mm-hmm. 
defensive player don't understand that that, that sideline is the 12th man, right? The sideline is to your advantage at all times. So if, if, if you play inside out all the time, you can't miss, right? So if you look at a lot of my tackles, it was angles, right? If I'm angling the guy towards the sideline, I'm not worried about him juking me back inside because that's where the pursuit's coming from, B, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So if you know your pursuit's coming inside out, you keep the head, you, you keep a, a, a upfield advantage, and it's it's a wrap. You're either going to knock him down, take him out of, uh, out of bounds, but there's no pushing a guy out of bounds. You knock him out of bounds, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And a lot of the guys, I don't see them using their hands. You know, now now, now you got me being passionate about tackling. I don't see I don't see a lot of guys using their hands anymore. Everybody wants to throw a shoulder into a tackler, and the running backs are so strong and so balanced these days that to throw a shoulder into a running back, you're not, he's not going to hit the ground. Can't can receiver. He's not going to hit the ground. You can't just go up there and throw your body or, or dive on the ground in front of him. That's not. It's not. It doesn't work like that. I know, but okay. You know? We're talking to Reggie Cooper. Can you learn to tackle during the games, or are you doing it at practice? Oh, oh, you practice for excellence. Oh, that's all practice. Uh, uh, because in the game, you don't want to have to think. It's uh, 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 in, during the game. You're playing ball. You're not worrying about. Oh, you know, I gotta break. I gotta keep my head up. I gotta see the tackle. No, 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 no. If you if you're trying to learn how to tackle during the game, you could go ahead and listen for the crowd noise, right? Right. Because um, that's what's gonna happen. Uh, the, the wrong crowd, the wrong type of crowd noise. But that's all tackling. I mean, I mean, that's all. That's all practice. That's all practice. Practice makes perfect. You know. So the black um, shirts that, back that, then were. Go ahead. You guys were. You guys were just as nasty in practice as the black shirts oh, that I went and get oh, if not oh worse. Oh, my God. Those practices were harder than, than, than most of our games, man. Ones against twos and, you know, the, the threes against fours and the threes against ones and I, and, and then goal line. Man, you, you do remember that Charlie McBride was my defensive coordinator. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I had him on. So, yeah. so, so just imagine – our practices back then, when it was ones against ones, oh, it was no, it was bragging rights, baby. You know, Mickey, uh, Mickey Joseph can tell you the story. Mickey and I were roommates for four years. We're still good friends, right? Yeah. So there was there, there was a play out in the middle of the field where, you know, we were at eight level. Well, eight level is when the safety, the song faces from the backside has a quarterback. So Mickey hit the sideline and went 50 on me, right? So as he's running, he's talking to me, all right, all right, 17, I got you that time. So, all right, Mick, we goal line's coming. And the old man goal line came and he he, <laughs> he, 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 he he forgot to pitch the ball and I and it was he and I, him and I I mean right in the middle of the field so we got up you know he was up one, he was up one and then I was up one one we evened it out and what happened on the field stayed on the field right right but it was all competition it was competition all the time you know yeah um, you... so yeah our practices man it was it was it was incredible. So, so if we talk about some starting something to turn, um, because even back then you guys were winning ten games, eleven games. Mm-hmm. It would mm-hmm. be the bowl mm-hmm. game we couldn't seem to, you know what I mean, to match up speed wise. Yeah. I watched some of that Miami yeah. game, yeah. your yeah. sophomore yeah. year, and, and, and that's just, all it was. Mm-hmm. It, well, and I think that that you said something about the offense not being as dynamic as that defense. I mean, one, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. receivers having their hands down, you're not you're not threatening anybody on the defensive right. side of the ball, you know, especially the corners. You know, so right. so so talk about a little bit about 
just your rise from coming in as a true as a freshman? Because I believe you you didn't register, did you? No, I registered. No, I didn't. I went I went straight to varsity. Yeah. So four year Letterman. Uh-huh. Yeah, so talk a little bit about three year starter. So a little bit about it. It was a culture. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to something. Okay, well wait, wait, how Reggie. often the winning winning was expected. Yeah. Right? Winning was the expectation. But winning was also taught it was also um how can I say it was filtered down through the seniors to I I, I can't say through the generations, but I can really say through the through I'm gonna call it four year generations, right? Winning was an expectation when I was going through Nebraska. Excelling and being the, and being the best player that you can was an expectation. Putting in the extra work was an expectation. So it wasn't, you know, it, the, the, it's a culture change that has to happen at the university right now. And I saw it a little bit last year. We just couldn't close out the games, right? Because mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier. A seven-point lead going into the fourth quarter really isn't much. However, if you could take that seven-point lead and maintain it and build on it, you know, these guys didn't believe that they could close out those games, and I think with this new offensive coaching staff, that's going to change their culture. Now back, now, now back to what happened with me. Well, again, remember I told you I had the conversation with Brian Washington earlier, mm-hmm. and so when I went in, I went in the summer. As soon as I graduated high school, I went in and I started training and lifting, right? Um, and I never was a speedster. The fastest I ever ran was a high four six tops. But I knew I was an athlete. I was a you know all American in three sports in high school, so I knew I was I had athletic ability to play, right? But I had to get in there to feel the culture of Nebraska. So when I got there, my freshman year, I had a really good freshman scrimmage, and I got promoted to to special teams, and you know I got in a couple of games my freshman year. Going into my sophomore year, it was Scott Van Polo, Wendell Wooten. And I think Marvin Sanders or a couple other guys that I had to compete against to get to start a strong safety position. Well, I got to be honest with you, B, I wasn't having it. I'm like, no, no, this is my job. That that was my attitude that that was my job to lose. Now, whether I was naive, a naive sophomore or not, I don't know. But I'm like, it's my job to lose. So there it is. You would know, you, and then would you ever like, have considered transferring? No, heck no, no. Uh, uh, transfer. No, even if I if, even if I wouldn't have won the job, it wasn't going to stop me from 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 fighting my butt off, man. I I understand the transfer portal in some instances, and we'll, I guess we'll get to that in a second. But then you know, I, I guess that, that when I tell you about my rise, that's where it was. And then you know, my mentors, Tim Jackson, Mark Blazik, Lorenzo Hicks, uh, Charles Fryer, again, who should be in a, the Husker Football Hall of Fame. You know, Charles Fryer and I are real good friends, man, like brothers to this day. And he's still a mentor of mine. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys are – you build relationships. Broderick Thomas and Leroy Etienne and Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence Pete, those guys, they raised me through, you know, through the uh, um, through the program. So yeah. those those type of things, they reach back and then you grab a sophomore and you grab someone with potential and you pull them forward. You know, you teach them how, Right. Speaking with Reggie Cooper, uh, this is the captain. Hey, Reggie, we're going to take a break and pay some bills, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that, how important your comrades are, not only to what we were doing at Nebraska football, but about life today and the guys that you're still close with. Why is that a close-knit group? When we get back, the captain, Reggie Cooper, the ticket, 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
day and age, it's about the money. It's about the NIL and the money. Nick just messed up. Hopefully, y'all out there in ticket country doing your push-ups. 100 push-ups a day is all it takes. Man, Nick, you when, owe 900 when, push-ups. When you, when you start doing the push-ups two seconds before, literally two seconds before At we get on, come back. At least I'm doing them. You know that. At least I'm doing them. You do them. it intentionally, so then you're like, oh, we got to go back. I'm still doing them. got to go back. Sir, it's the captain. Talking with Reggie Cooper, one of my favorite players growing up. Reggie, you still doing push-ups? <laughs> yes, sir. Actually, got back in the gym about two years ago. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, old, what you – what you, Had to get moving again, bro. What you weighing, about 245? No, I'm actually I'm – a, I'm, a, I'm a lean 225 right now. Ooh, look, look, we need you to go out there. We may, You think you can play a series? <laughs> No, not a series, brother. I got one good one in. One play? One, one good play. Uh, one play in me, man. Hey, we'll, t- we'll take that one play. We know it's going to be a, a rock of soccer, whatever play it is. <laughs> whatever play. Now, being the hitter that you were, before we get into just your comrades, being the mm-hmm. hitter that you were, was that something that you, you had in high school or you developed once you got to college? You know, I've actually been a honestly, I've been a hitter since I was in Pop Warner. I, I love the contact, you know. I I love the contact. I love I love the love the crack. Um, I love I love being an alpha, you know. Mm. Um, I just man, I just love I just love hitting people, you know. That's that's football, right? I mean, if, if, you know, you almost have to be a little crazy to play football. To be honest, which it's not natural to run into a man full speed at, you know. That's not a natural thing. So if you don't have a little bit of crazy in you, you might want to you might want to go uh, go do curling or something. You know, something different, huh? Um, but yeah, I uh, I love um, I just love hitting people. I was always a hard hitter ever since I can remember playing. You know, because I was always taught to you know to, to play aggressive, right? Yeah. And then you know then you teach the technique and you teach how you know how to break down and how to make a tackle and when to you know you have you know. You know, we talk about the um, the bang shots, right? Um, I call them I call them the kill shot. Or I, I tell you, I, I call it unload on people. You know, if you're in open field, you have to put the guy to the ground. You have to make the ta- make the play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's times, there's times that it's just hey, it's just me and you in the A gap, brother, or me and you in the B gap or the C gap, and it's either me or you, right? So let's let's man up, you know. Um, so yeah, I've always I've always liked like making making contact and hitting people hard. It was just something that I just love to do. How how important was the upperclassmen that was there? And and name off a couple guys that were there when you that were upperclassmen mm-hmm. that helped you through, help you understand what the Nebraska culture was. On the black shirt side, it was um, my main man was Charles Fry. Uh, uh, Peace, who's his nickname? He just showed me the ropes. You know, this is this is what Coach McBride expects. This is what Coach Dawson expects. And then Tim Jackson and Mark Blazek was huge influences on the on that side, right? Roger Thomas was like a big brother to me, along with Neil Smith and uh, Lawrence Pete and Leroy Etienne and Big Will Griffin. Those guys, man, they uh, they basically, in all honesty, once you gain their once I gain their respect on the field. And what I mean, gaining respect on the field, when they see you ball and they see that you want it, they saw that the little sophomore wanted to play, they just go bring you under the wing, right? And then you build that relationship and it lasts years because it's it's genuine and it's on and off the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you, you shouldn't go over there. You know, 
don't, don't go do that. Let's go. Let's go to, to the crib on this. Time. You know, we're not going to go to this bar. We're going to go. Going to go to the house. You know what I mean? Just a lot of different things that happen on and off the field. You know, you, you know, make sure you make it to class on time. You know, uh, we got training table right now. Make sure you just everything, man. And then you build these relationships over years, and you just stay in contact, man, because you, you genuinely care about the brother that you're going into battle with. Now, again. You know, when when we say going in a battle, I don't want to offend anybody in the army or anything like that. But you, you're basically you you you're going out on that field with those <laughs> brothers, and they're all you got, right? right. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it was battle, yeah, just a, a different form, man. Right. Right. And uh, you know, and then on the offensive side, man, you know, you know, Steve Steve Taylor is a, is a great dude. You know, Dana Brinson was a great dude. Uh, you know, Keith. You know, Keith. Um, Lee Jones was a great dude. Along with Lee Jones, who's his brother. You know, just the influences. You know, these guys they just they, they take they take care of it. And I, I see that happening. I see that happening now because I saw the way the black shirts played move, moving toward the end of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Man, V, I'm looking for some big things next year, man. Those boys, they look good. I they said, look good. I'm drinking I'm drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. You know, I'm drinking the yeah. Kool-Aid. You you yeah. got some you got some new blood in there. Mickey Joseph yeah. is doing his thing. You yeah. know? Yep, yep, it's, fin- it's it's finishing, and it's that con- it's that confidence to finish these games is what it is. It's, it's finishing, finishing, polishing off Ohio State. I mean, man, we didn't care nothing whether it was Oklahoma or Colorado. It's a big game, so so what? They got to beat us too, right? Polishing off uh, Ohio State, polishing off you know Iowa and those guys because we had them. You know, you talk about screaming and yelling at the TV, man. If you heard, if you I think I cleared a dog out of the, out of the living room a couple of times, you know. Just, just finish it. But once they learn how to finish these games, that culture is going to start coming back, and these these, these recruits are going to start filtering back up to Lincoln. That's going to, you know, that's going to those other Big Ten schools. The guys are not going to they're going to leave Omaha and go straight to Lincoln like you did, right? Yeah. yeah. Like Lotus Flowers did, like Keith Jones did, like Calvin Jones did. You know, we need those guys in state that are stars to stay in state. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't win without them. You gotta have you gotta have them guys because that's kind of yeah. like the base. Period. You know that's, yep. that's that's the base. We always had guys from Texas, from Louisiana, that contributed uh-huh. California. But but mm-hmm. the base of the guys were these guys that's from Omaha, from the surrounding areas that Absolutely. came in and made the Absolutely. nucleus of the I mean, team. I mean, look at look at Eric Crouch. Look at the head coach. He's from he's from Nebraska. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, man. You know, the homegrown talent is right there. Then you branch out to, to, your, to your Louisianas and your Floridas and you come get your skill positions or if you need some speed here and there, man. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'll be back for a spring game, and I'm going to come back for a game this season. And uh, we'll, we'll get these guys going, man. Good. We'll get them going. Well, we're going we're gonna to go to a break. But when you, you talked about coming back. We're going to see if we can't put something together where you fans can meet Reggie Cooper and friends. <laughs> As soon as we get back, we're talking with Reggie Cooper, the captain, the ticket, 93.7. This is 93.7, the ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. 
Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Needham on the draw play. Raphael will take it to the 30. Defensively, again, it's Reggie Cooper, and we've already called his name about five times. You know what? That's something that probably Baylor would keep an eye on. If those safeties continue to creep up tonight, Gary, that to try to either run play action or, or catch him cheating a little bit and try to pop him up the middle. That's Reggie Cooper. Uh, Reg. Yo. 2013 inducted to Nebraska Hall of F- Football Hall of Fame. You you quietly eased in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a uh, you know when we when I guess when I, we first I first got on air I said uh, you never know what you know what kind of legacy you leave and what kind of impact you had on a program or even a person. That was that was special. You know when I got the call. Actually, you know, uh, tears came up flowing, right? Because it was just an appreciation for all the work you put in. Now, um, put in back then. Now, when I was when I was able to to come up for that game um, and for the Hall of Fame in, uh, in, induction ceremony, it was it was great because my daughters were were of age that they can understand it. You know, because mm. of course they had heard me when I was young yelling at the TV, and I, you know, I, of course I told them how good I was. But, you know, that was just confirmation. They came and they visited. And they were, we stayed in Omaha, and then we drove to Lincoln, and we stayed in Lincoln, you know, for two days. And they, 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 the atmosphere, it was just, it was magical. You know what I mean? And um, it was just an appreciation, you know, that the hard work, and it was it was all validated at that time, you know. I went in with um, Russell, what's his last name? We played uh, for the Saints. Um, he's since passed. He was a safety. Um, I think his last name Russell Gary, mm-hmm. um, and a couple of other uh, Keanu Carver. You know, we went in together. You know, those two great guys. Man, went in with it. It was just an honor. It was like full of. You know, it was three safeties. I count. Was he a safety or a corner? Corner. He was a corner, right? Corner. You know, three defensive backs went in at the same time, and Coach D was there. Man, it was. It was an honor. It's an honor to be. You know, I mean, I'm. You know, I'm etched in the Nebraska Football Hall of Fame forever. You know that's a legacy, right? Big time. It doesn't. So it was. Uh, it's an honor. It was great. When you guys, because one of the things I, I've always wondered, you know, a lot of times we're off playing NFL football right after your career at Nebraska, mm-hmm. and so it it kind of gives a, it's a trip interruption in between the time because you're worried about NFL ball money getting paid, blah 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 right. blah. That sometimes you forget about those guys that came behind you how is that Mm -hmm. looking you know when you guys you start looking back and then you had the teams of the 90s coming through you know how did that Mm -hmm. guy how did that make you feel us winning championships knowing i would think that you had a big part of that you know it's uh you honestly don't think about it until until that national championship and you see these guys, you're like, man, those little young bucks, man. I remember that dude when he came in for his recruiting visit. And, you know, you know, I, I saw him develop, and I'm so so proud. It just, it, you know, you, you feel like you're part of it. You know, you feel like you're, you're on the field with you guys, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an unbelievable feeling to know that you were part of a program that simply dominated the 90s. 
you know, and I was one of the guys that started off the nineties. Now we didn't have a, a, a one of the, a stellar season. You know, we got nine. We got we didn't get get the standard ten wins, but just imagine we got nine wins and we, it was a disappointment, right? Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. These days, right to think about, right? We would so love So just that imagine right what now. a standard was. So that means we helped set the standard. Like, hey, listen, hey, listen, we got to get better. We got to get better. We got to get stronger. We got to get faster. We got to get over. We got to climb this hill, right? And then when when nineties hit and we dominated the whole decade. You know, I don't care. They, they can talk about Miami team. That '95 Nebraska team, I put them boys up against anybody, right? I mean, yeah. come on, man, right? So it it, it it felt good. It felt real good. What you know? favorite to story? Oh man, <laughs> it was when I got in trouble. I got in trouble. I didn't go to class or something, man. And below the now, first of all, he's an amazing guy, and he, he's true to his word at all times, but. You know, I'm thinking, man, you know, this coach, I didn't go to class. I'm going to get you. You know, and he and his convoy says, like, Reggie, come come meet me down in Mushroom Gardens. Now, do you know what Mushroom Gardens is? That, that Was that the sand? Is that the sand? Is that down there where the sand pit is? Yeah, underneath the, underneath underneath the, the stadium. stadium yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, at that time, Coach Osborne was in, I'm Coach Osborne, was in amazing shape. So, I had to run 330s, right, of course. And he was jogging and watching to make sure I made all the time. And I'm like, okay, I get it now, Coach. You, if, this is, if this is the type of punishment that you're going to put on me if I'm, if I'm not going to class, I'm going to every class. So and, and, and the, the point of it was it wasn't any yelling or screaming or, you know, you know it was a matter of fact, you're going to do what you're supposed to do or we're going to, we're going to have this going on. And that was the last time. Now, the, the – the other story about Coach Osborne was the first time I met him, man. It was um, it was like I was meeting someone that wasn't real. I'm being straight up honest with you. Uh, 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 I was like, my goodness, I've heard about him, you know. Um, but I'm in the same room with Coach Osborne, you know, and this, the, um, he set the standard, you know. When it was come, when it came to exercise, he was exercised. When it came to work, he was working, you know. When it came to discipline, he was disciplined. When it came to Give me a pat on the shoulder. You give me a pat on the shoulder. It was just—he was a different. He was—he's a different breed. He's a different breed, and he's an amazing. He's an amazing man. You know, even to this day, you know, of course, people look at my resume, and they're like, "Man, you—you know—you played. When did you play for Nebraska? I played in 1987 through 90." They was like, "Oh, you played for Coach Osborne." I'm like, "Yeah," you know. And uh, to this day, even in Texas, man, he still has that respect, and it, you know. The, the fact that you were playing underneath him, I think, is going to respect and it's open doors. It's, the man just, you know, his, his his shadow just stretches all the way across the United States. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. I hope that answered your question. That's, I hope my, no, my excitement showed right there, man. It's, it's, it's nuts how how excited I was when I was you know when I was in the same room with Coach Osborne. Listen, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 perfect. I mean, Coach Osborne. I was gonna say. I don't know what that it factor is, but if anybody has right. an it factor, yeah, it's Coach Osborne. It. Coach right. Osborne got the it factor. What it exactly. is, I mean, I was I was I was born and raised in Logan Farnell Projects. Let me tell you, when Coach, the the, the gang members and and everybody else from the hood was all outside, mm-hmm. you'd have thought I had a party at my house because everybody was <laughs> so excited that Coach Osborne could go could, was coming to my house. Well. It was just as many people inside than it was outside the house, and I'm just, you know, so there's, 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 I understand where you're coming from, and there was just a mystique that's still about the man, 
And, you know, there are so many things that, that, that he said to us during the course of a game or during the course of the week. And Coach Osborne, it's funny that you should say, you know, Coach Osborne was there jogging and what, making sure that you did what you were supposed to do because mm-hmm. he that's who he was. If he that's told he you is. to do something Absolutely. and you didn't do it, he was going to mm-hmm. make sure you got it done. Let's get it done, right. dog gummit. Right. So right, the expectations, the expectations were there. Bro. He set them, and and that that mm-hmm. was it. When you exactly. do you remember when you got your black shirt? Oh my goodness, absolutely, I remember, man. What happened? There, there, there's two things I remember at Nebraska. The first thing was the first time I came out of the tunnel. Oh my goodness, oh man, that first time as a little skinny freshman coming out, walking out of the tunnel, and you know you hear about the sea of red. And then you you go you go in for warm ups, um, you know you go out for warm ups and you see some a smattering of people, you know. Then you go back in after warm ups, and then you 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 then you feel that rumble of the stadium, right? Hmm. I'm like, man, what is that noise? You know, man, what's all that noise? And then you know the guys that are used to it are just smiling. I walked out V, and you know I've never been awestruck. I was like, what in that is going on here? And chill bumps just came all up and down my body. It was awesome. So. When I was named, when I was named the starter, and I got and, and I got the black shirt, man, um, it was congratulations from the guys that I really remember from, like I said, the Tim Jacksons and the Mark Blazics and the Lorenzo Hicks and the Charles Fryers and the, the Broderick Thomases and the Leroy Atiens and you know and, and, and the Big Wills and you know and, and uh, my God, you know, congratulations, young buck, you know, it's time to go to work now, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, man, it was um, my goodness, it was. I, I, it's hard to describe, but it, it was an amazing feeling, and I wasn't giving it up. To be honest with you, I yeah, wasn't giving it up. I would no, hope that ain't good. No, that wasn't gonna happen, huh? No, no, man, I ain't giving this up. Y'all can bring in anybody you want. You can recruit whoever you want. I'm not giving up this black shirt, so, no, sir. Let me ask you a question. So, you guys, did, you, I'm quite sure you did, but I gotta ask anyway. Did you mm-hmm. guys do the prayer? Mm-hmm. You did the prayer day by day. Oh yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so he did the prayer. So, could you imagine if they broadcast the prayer and did the the? I'm talking the talking about the sea of red, the fans. If the greatest oh. fans on earth did the prayer with the team, oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Though a team that be can't amazing. be beat won't be beat. I got to talk to Trev yeah. about that one. Yeah, 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 Trev. Now, I, I want to say one thing, B. I, I, I do have to go into a meeting here in a second. I okay. cut, cut, but I want to say one thing about the black shirts, if you don't mind. Go ahead. No, if absolutely. You, know, you got the floor. There's only, there's only one thing that I'm, I hear, but I don't see it. I, I hear that getting a black shirt, and please, I hope these guys don't take this the wrong way, is a little bit easier than it used to in maintaining it, right? Um. I don't know if that's true. I need to ask you, man. You know what? What? What is? You know now. Although they're balling, they they balled out last year. But you know, when I say I wasn't giving it up, you know how much competition um, we had in practice each each day, and you know how how the the the, the black shirt was held in such high esteem, right? And Coach McBride put so much emphasis on you being a black shirt that, like I said. I would. I was going to do everything I had to do as far as working out and being ready to keep that black shirt. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it held in 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 that high regard by the players? Do they really understand the culture of that black shirt? I don't think so. I think I think it's going to take 
uh, Coop. I think it's going to take you guys um, mm-hmm. to come back to really help them to understand. And that's one of the reasons I always ask black shirts that come on the show, what does it mean mm-hmm. to you? Do you remember when you got it? Because I think mm-hmm. it means a ton to them. I just don't know if they know the tie to that black shirt. You know, the, the, okay, the fact okay. that you yeah, can lose your black shirt, you know, oh, during the oh. season. I don't know if that hey. was the pressure that these guys nowadays are under. Right. You know. Right. And, and, and right. I don't. I, and so I don't think they know. I, I don't think so. I don't think to, to answer your question. I don't think the mm-hmm. current players necessarily know how deep those black shirts run, how coveted okay. they are. Okay. I, exactly. They I'll have to talk to someone like work. yourself. And other guys who who got those black shirts to 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 really mm-hmm. understand what they mean to y'all in order to know mm-hmm. what they mean moving forward. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Oh well, I tell you what, I'll knock that down when I come in for spring. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that'd be good, man. We we got to try to make that happen because that they they in order to to know your history, in order to play like history played, you got to know mm-hmm. it. You know, you got to go – there's a reason why I – you know, it, I'm 46 now, right, and I still turn on the tape, and I, the first two plays I'm watching you smack somebody. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. that's why I love Reggie Cooper growing up because he was right. smacking people. That's what yeah. football's about. We yeah, we turned on the tape these last few, few – we played well. Okay, yeah, that's good and all, but there wasn't mm-hmm. no smackings. Yeah, message. You got to send that message. There got to be messages sent all game long. Right. Yeah, the most physical team in the country was going to be Nebraska. Right, 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 right. Period, dot the end, end of discussion. So you guys had that. And, and Reggie, I appreciate you being the the catalyst to really help me to, 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 to strive to want something more than what might have been offered to me. And uh, watching you guys play. Knowing that you were from Louisiana, that's where my background is. My dad's from. I used to go there every summer. It helped catapult me into being able to go to Nebraska, and and, and the rest is history. So I appreciate well, you. You helped us win those national championships, man. Well, thank you, man. It means a lot, and I do appreciate you having me on, B. Thank you, and I'll see you. Uh, see you in April. All right, man. See you in April. That was Reggie Cooper, and and let me tell you, we're gonna put something together for the fans so you guys can come in and uh, be able to meet and greet Reggie Cooper and all the guys that hopefully that I've had on will be able to uh, have some great, great discussions, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So that was the great all Reggie right, Cooper. Man. Appreciate it, Coop. We'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Reggie Cooper, one of the hardest hitters in Nebraska history. These safeties. I, listen, I'm kind of biased because those are – those era teams are the, the teams that I grew up on that when I had a mind to think, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, that's what I saw. These big, big dudes bricked up, running downhill, smashing people, and then losing to Oklahoma or the bowl game. <laughs> it's not the same. Uh, what will you do to, to, to give to go back? to get those nine wins that we were getting back then. I, we would trade that in a heartbeat. But it's coming, folks. Get you a big two-gallon drum of Kool-Aid. Put a lot of sugar, extra sugar, ten bags of sugar in it, okay? You're going to put in vanilla or, or lemon Kool-Aid. 
You're going to put in a little cherry Kool-Aid. You're even going to put in fruit punch and grape Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Guess what? Nebraska football is coming back. Whether you like it or not. I was just talking to Reggie Cooper. This is Rashawn Jackson. It's the captain's ticket. 93.7. Be right back at you.